Dos Marcos Podcast. It's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet. Wait, isn't this the only mattress industry podcast? He's Mark Kensley. I truly felt bad for you at the time. He's Mark Quinn. I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant. Together, they are Dos Marcos. So I'm a little bit confused at the moment because I saw this note All right. from Keith Levin. And yes. I, I just want to make sure, does he understand we have a, we have a mattress podcast? <laughs> he does. He does. And uh, But I thought he had some... Pretty dang good ideas, Keith. With well, Jordan's great guy, fantastic guy. Well, okay, so tell me about Keith first of all. Well, he's he's a, a great guy. When Lori Silva left that business, he took over as the buyer. Fantastic guy, major passion for the betting industry. Huge fan of his Sleep Lab consultants. There, huge fan of Jordan's and what they do. He's a real company guy, but also very very smart mattress guy. And so anyway, he we joke around sometimes and. He sent me a list of, of podcast topics. I think we should tackle them. Yeah, he talked about people driving a golf ball 300 yards, soda and the carbonation. Is it really good for your body? If the glove does not fit, you must acquit. <laughs> he did touch on Bob Kraft, the viability of waterbeds, and Kirk Douglas. Is he still here? Well, okay, so I'm going to answer some. So, all right, so the, the golf ball 300 yards. Do you think most... Out of all the people that say that they drive a golf ball 300 yards, how what percentage of them do you think are okay. full of crap, or which ones do you actually think do it? Here's the deal: I've I've never been around somebody that's like, yeah, I can drive the golf ball 300 yards. I have been around some people at the Cena Magowitz event who are professional long yes. drive people, yes. and they wore my mattress hat and like drove it drove the green for us. It was part of the whole thing. So are you trying so, to claim victory because they wore your hat that that's why they drove it 300 yards? I, I mean, is that what you just correlation said? isn't causation, but you know, <laughs> draw your own conclusions, Quinn. Okay. But, come on. Now. But I think Keith's got a point that 300, like most guys, you know, they say 300 yards. How often do you actually get on a tee box with a guy who drives the ball 300 yards? I call BS. I think Keith. Here's right. exactly, there's are stories like this. I, hey, I used to be able to drive it 300 yards. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, well, back in the day, I think we go right at the Bob Kraft thing. I think it's sensitive, and uh, I and so he said human, or what did he say? Human? You're talking about Robert Kraft, Robert the uh, Kraft, owner yeah. of the New England Patriots, who's caught up in a, his own sex scandal right now. Uh, but you know, he whenever he bought the New England Patriots in 1994, I think he paid like 174 million bucks for the Patriots, and now it's worth like 6.6 billion dollars. And I was reading up about him, and you got to start like in the paper industry. So that's that's the former Bob Kraft, but now he's caught up. He's embroiled in scandal as things these things tend to happen. So he says, Bob Kraft, human, hero, or villain? Ooh. That's a great... And I think he's all three. <laughs> I think he's a hero to everyone in New England. The guy like totally brings it with successful teams. Uh, so he's a hero there, uh, human, because we all are sinners, right? If you want to go there and we're all broken. So I get that in villain. Sure. I mean, you know, he's probably not, uh, on people's best list for, for doing that. Well, but, if you think about him in classic, like comic book terms, yeah. a villain, he's the perfect villain. He's a billionaire. Yeah. He, he, oh, yeah. 
you know, he's been very successful and maybe behind the scenes people are wondering, how do you have this much success? Surely you're pulling levers of some sort of strange machine that you put together. So he could be the ultimate villain. He could be the ultimate villain. And, you know, I, I would add one more category there, though. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> if you're Bob Kraft and you have that kind of money, just isn't there like a... Uber Eats. I mean, call that. up Can Elliot call Spitzer. Yeah. Call Elliot Spitzer and find out what's going on. Okay, water That's beds. an old school reference. Water, but yes. Wait, wait, All right, water, water beds. beds. I, so last night, uh, I was at a friend's house, next door neighbor actually, and there's a guy there, and he was he was a great personality. He, he's, uh, he calls himself Arkansas Jeff, Ooh. but when he's in New York, he's New York Jeff. Right. Wow. So but, wherever he is, but he he's just a, adopts the he's state. A, well, he's a native New Yorker. So now that he moved, he moved to Arkansas. So he's Arkansas Jeff. Arkansas Jeff is very different than New York Jeff. And he was talking Ooh. about. We were talking about sleep, and somebody asked, you know, about what I'm like. Yeah, I'm in the mattress industry. Somebody bought a purple mattress. He starts talking about his waterbed that he had back in the day, and he said that his girlfriend at one point insisted that they have sex on the floor. <laughs> because she wanted to see she it. getting seasick she wanted to see how much of their interaction now, was now, him wow. versus the waterbed doesn't doing matter. the work he delivered it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it was the better or not do you know that they're the only like the only group of people that ever figured out how to tie intimacy to a bed was the waterbed people that's a really right? good point it's true now, I guess if you it's said because to a girl, you have a water bed. There was like a, you're probably too young, but I mean, if if you said, "Hey, man, I got like I got a water bed," there was like a reason to go to your place. That's where the whole thing, motion in the ocean, came from. That's right. right. I'm sure it did. That's absolutely right. Hey, All right. what else do we have? Anything? Well, hold else? on. But he was asking the viability of the water bed. You think it's going to come back? I've seen some people down in a. Uh, um, Keith, Keith Koenig, yeah. yeah City Furniture, they brought yeah, back yeah. the waterbed. And I got to go for the launch of that, and uh, they were some good feeling beds. So You know Crane's, consumer, Crane's Mattress? Beds? Crane's Mattress in yes, uh, Northern yes. Ohio? They have four stores up there. They great, said they originally launched their business as a waterbed oh, dude, sales company. I, so many very successful bedding specialty stores did that. And you know, Ray was telling me, I go, what happened to that business? He goes... The main thing that I asked him if it was rent, renting and landlords, because landlords in their contracts now do not allow waterbeds. But he said it was parts. He goes, a lot of the parts that you would have for the heating mechanisms and all that went into a waterbed, it's pretty, you know, it's relatively complicated compared to a standard mattress. Sure. So parts got very difficult. Some of the companies that supplied the parts, to my understanding, from China went out of business. And so it became very difficult. To maintain the waterbeds, and here we are today, waterbedless. Do you think the people that have waterbeds have sex more often than people that don't? Surely have? there's some data out there. Well, you, well, I would say in this day and age, if you've hung on to the waterbed, yeah. then you're either like you've been sleeping on it for years and you're, you're not having as much anymore, sex anymore, <laughs> or you're hanging on to it for that reason. You're like, this is, this is what I do. Here, here's what I say, though. If you can prove that people that own waterbeds have sick sex more often, I bet you sell a lot more waterbeds. Yeah, I think so. You know so. what I'm saying? All right, so Hi, Bob Muckle. Good to, good to see you. What's up, Bob? Bob was brilliant. By the way, I'd never seen Bob do his 101, Sleep 101 presentation. I got to see that at the National Sleep Foundation Expo. Fantastic presentation. Not only is Bob engaging, entertaining, charming, quite charming, Bob Muckle. Uh, but great content too. So anyway, had to say sleep that. 101. Yep. Cool. Uh, anyway, last one. If there's video, put it, put the link up. I'd like to see is. it. I'd love to see it. So let's go. Just one more. Kirk Douglas. That's, it's gotta be Kirk still Douglas. here. 
I don't think it's him. All I have to say is this. I am Spartacus. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I am Spartacus. No, you're supposed to say I am Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. Remember they all stood up. And I don't remember the movie. Shed a tear. No, can't, don't, can't go with you there. Go to KirkDouglas.com. You'll Kirk see Douglas. it. KirkDouglas.com. They have that one clip. Shut up. Yeah. He has a, okay. Cory Booker was Spartacus too. Uh, but not to go political. Um, so Kurt Douglas, I, I think there's a good chance he's um, an alien. Ooh, okay. So you know what I'm saying? Like tell me maybe, more about that theory. Maybe it's just another form, uh, another life form inhabiting the body of Kurt Douglas. I'm just going to throw that out there. Hey, you know, stranger theories have okay. been strewn stranger about. Things. Stranger things. Hey, did you know, speaking of strange theories, yes. I read something. You're getting out of frame. Scoot over here. I'm sorry. Um, speaking, speaking of strangers, I read something about conspiracy theory people. Have Ooh. you? So people that believe conspiracy. Do you have a friend that's like a total conspiracy theorist? Uh, no, I don't I, have a friend that's a total conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I'm not at all. I do. You have some conspiracy. I theory? have a friend who is a total conspiracy. Oh, theorist. I know a few. But here, here's the thing: the people that believe conspiracy theories are just as likely to believe the same conspiracy theory in a different format. For example, people that believe that JFK was, let's say, murdered by aliens, they would also believe that JFK was murdered by the mob. So they would, and they would also believe there was a third and a fourth shooter. They would believe all of it. Wow. Even though they, they are competing like if you were to explain it, well, hold on, hold on, how could aliens do it? And then they would just swirl it all together, or they just believe both. Hmm. So there's I, I there's that. no right answer. So there. is gullible the word? Yeah, probably. I don't know. They, it, hey, it's good to talk about. All right, well, we've spent now eight minutes, nine minutes, and nineteen we, seconds. You know what we've really done so far? We've talked about what we, Keith Levin did to us is the Keith Levin ecosystem. When this whole podcast was yeah. supposed to be about the sleep ecosystem, so, I respect that, Keith. I, hey. Keith knows how to get us off track. All right. So next time. <laughs> Keith, send, Keith, you and everybody else knows how to get us off track. Yeah. So send us your thoughts on what a podcast not about the mattress industry could be. Discuss amongst yourselves. See, this is the thing. If you suggest topics, clearly we will tackle Wasn't them. Wasn't that a Saturday Night Live gig? It was pretty funny. Yeah. Co- coffee talk. Yeah. Coffee. It's neither <laughs> whatever, whatever. Discuss amongst yourselves. Right, right, And right. then she's like, I'm getting paclimped. Yeah. Paclimped? <laughs> paclimped. Well, or whatever it is. Anyway, so there you go. Uh, okay, so we, we are going to talk about something important to the industry. So hit us with that. All right, so you, we were going to talk about why expand your sleep shop to be a sleep ecosystem. And, and the idea here is we're selling kind of the standard products, the mattress, the pillows, the sheets, the toppers, the bed frames, the adjustables, but there are other items. And when you think about the, the sensory environment of sleep, what are the things that you could bring in to your sleep shop to make it more robust, to increase your average tick, to make it more interesting to consumers and to ultimately serve your customers? And there's some debate on this. Like even as you and I were talking about it, you're sitting here going, okay, you have sight, you have scent, you have right. sound, you have touch, you have taste. But as a sleep shop, thinking about helping people get better sleep through all the sensory experience that you need to take into account, it's like, where do you start? So first of all, point number one, serving your customers. Serving your customers. And I want to give a little credit here to guys at Poco Labs. So Tim Woods, uh, Dave Skelly, and Tom Pavlak, um, great guys. I worked with them a couple times at Lega, And they're the ones who got me thinking about ecosystems. 
right? And so for us, it is exactly how you uh, brought us in. So great job there. Um, so serving your customers. So if you're going to do it, why do it? That's the question. And the reason is to serve them. Because here's the thing. If they're in the market for a new bed, chances are part of the reason there is that they need to sleep better. And so if you're going to help someone understand how to sleep better, Kinsley, it's not a mattress. That's not going to do it, right? It's not just that. It's not just a new pillow, the combination of those two things. It's not just the mattress or the pillow. It's not, it, it now it's sheets can really impact how well you sleep. So take it further to your point. So serve the customer. Light could be their problem. Stress could be their problem. Um, uh, diversion of mind. They wake up at three and they can't get their mind right. So maybe meditation could be something that's helpful to them. Maybe breathing exercises. Maybe it's temperature. There's so many things that could serve your customer better and you don't have them. And so if you're going to tell the consumer, hey man, we're about sleep. We're about sleep improvement. We're about helping you get a better night of sleep so you can be the best version of yourself. Is that true or is it just what you say? Because if it's true, then you need to consider expanding into a, a bigger ecosystem. Well, and what you just said is so important. So for example, you, you were running down all these different things that could help people get a better night's sleep that go beyond the mattress. And what you were getting at to me was asking really good questions. Like, how are you going to yeah. know if, so for example, if somebody buys a mattress, they leave and you're like, this is going to change your life. They think it's comfortable. They're super excited. They get home and they're not sleeping well. That's going to reflect poorly on you. Whereas on the front end, you could ask a question and been like, Hey, tell me about your sleep environment. Do, do you live next to a, a nuclear power plant that's having you know explosions go off periodically? You should be concerned. Do you live next to train tracks? Are you in an urban area? Is there a lot of light coming in? Is there a street lamp outside? Do you have children? Do you have pets? When you ask these questions, all of a sudden you say, hold on, wait a minute. You live in an urban area and you have like this massive splash of light that's reflecting off a building. We need to make sure and get blackout blinds. We need to get a sleep mask. We need to take care of some of these issues that are in your ecosystem or your mattress isn't going to be able to perform to its highest. Okay, so And you have to understand those things through those questions. I love that. Now, I'm gonna, let, let's role play this a little bit. Um, <clears throat> or I'm going to ask you some questions and then I want you to tell me the impact it would have on you as a consumer, right? So kind of going off what you said. Okay. You walk into my store and I say to you, hey, Mark, uh, what can I help you with today? You know, I'm just like looking for a mattress, I guess. Okay. And so you are looking for a mattress because why? Are you having a problem with it? Was there an event that happened in your life? You know, we're, we're, we're going to move and you know, it's just, it kind of feels like it's just time, you know, we've had it for a while. So how does the current bed feel to you today? I mean, it's okay, but you know, I always, I just feel like there might be something better out there. Right. So do you wake up with pain ever? Is that part of a problem? Haven't had any pain. Okay. And so are you sleeping well? I'm sleeping okay, but you know, there are times where I'm waking up in the middle of the night. Okay. And why do you think you're waking up? Do you know? I I don't know. I mean, I don't remember hearing anything or having anything startle me. It's almost just like maybe I'm stressed out. Okay. So maybe you're stressed out. And tell me about the room that you sleep in. So, um, you know, is it light or dark? Is it really dark in there? Uh, So start with light. Tell me about that. I do have blackout blinds. You do? Okay, good. And and so is it noisy where you where where you sleep? 
It's not noisy where I sleep. And I had a dog that used to be sleep nearby. Okay. But he could, you know, like rattle the walls right. with his snoring. So I sure. removed him from, from the room and put him downstairs. So. Okay. And what does it smell like in your bedroom? Uh, you know, it smells like uh, leather-bound books and Old Spice <laughs> cologne. You're so full. Old Spice and leather-bound. You leather need to work with me a little. Okay. So, so far, you're the perfect sleeper with no problems. Uh, okay. And so... Stress. What time do you eat at night? You know, I I probably and do you drink alcohol ever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Usually, when I hang out with my podcast co-host, I end up doing a lot more drinking afterwards. You, you should you should really consider getting a new co-host. <laughs> um, okay. So here here's my theory though. If if you came into my store, number one, how many people are going to drill down on that many questions? Very few. And the thing is, people want to talk about themselves. They are open to sharing about their sleep. They're there to improve their lives. Right. And so secondly, by asking you those questions, which were probably, don't you think those would be kind of unexpected? Yeah, I think so. And, and so by asking you those questions, wouldn't that give you some impression that I cared about not just you buying a bed in my store, but I cared about whether or not you're sleeping well, therefore living well? That, that would. I mean, the, it's it's very classic, you know, sales psychology. It's just human psychology. If if you really care, people are going to be able to pick up on it. And one way to show you, you care is not to just hemorrhage information about the products you have. It's to ask somebody questions and right. to get them to talk. It's a trust builder, right? It's no better way to build trust than listening, right? And asking mm-hmm. good questions. I totally agree. And then, so finally, if you had solutions... If you hit me with, I, I have light in my room, or there is noise in my room, or I have a size problem in my bed because I got a big freaking dog that likes to sleep. Now I've uncovered problems for you. If you don't have solutions, then that's an issue. Right? Let's, take, let's take it like a very specific line of questioning. Let's say that we find out that the person lives within earshot of the railroad tracks. Right. Let's say they live next to the L train in Chicago. Sure. So all of a sudden they're like, you know that that's probably an issue and you have no sound conditioning device right. to sell them. If you have a sound conditioning device, you can say, listen to this low hum this creates. And you can explain to them that studies have shown whenever there is a spike in sound above a certain decibels, the brain, even if you don't fully come out of sleep, reacts and recognizes that. It's a survival mechanism. So if you have those sound spikes throughout the night, you are getting out of deep REM sleep or it is impacting your sleep in a negative way to some degree. So now... You can sell them a mattress, but you can sell them better sleep by conditioning the noise around them with this low hum device, which there are a lot of them out there. And we're going to talk about some of the devices in a second. And I I think the point here on number one is why expand into more of a sleep ecosystem is because it shows your customer that you care about the quality of sleep they're getting because you're asking them good questions and you have things there in your store that are more of a fix for sleep as a problem than what the guy down the street would have. I've been thinking about it these days in terms of uh, what is sleep? What is really good sleep? It's a series of small decisions and a major purchase. Hmm. And so these small decisions can be choices you make throughout your day, everything from diet and exercise to the decisions you make about your environment. You know, shutting your light down in the evening to campfire light 
making sure you have blackout blinds, conditioning the noise, taking a shower as a cue every night that it's time to go to sleep, things like that. Small decisions throughout the day attached to a major purchase, which is your mattress. And I've talked to friends lately, man, that have upgraded. And they're like, dude, I'm, I'm sleeping so much better just because by of having, their mattress. They got a good mattress. Yeah, right. They got a good and, mattress. And it's about so much more. And so uh, I'm going to hit you with one now. And by the way, part of this was inspired. I was on LinkedIn and I saw someone call out Sleep Galleria uh, on LinkedIn. And so it's sleepgalleria.com. Go check out their store and see kind of what we're talking about here. Uh, not only that, but I was at the National Sleep Foundation Expo and I was the MC for their Sleep Technology Awards. And we're going to link to some of the guys that we sound we saw there and we're going to talk about them in a second. Okay, but number two, the why expand your sleep ecosystem, Kinsley, is I want you to talk about this one. Make your store more interesting to the consumer. Go. So if somebody walks into your store and they see fluorescent lights and a sea of white rectangles, that's what they expect. And, and we know that the experience has been um, put under a microscope for a long time because people don't necessarily like it. Although I think we're seeing a real sea change in terms of quality of experience and the, the ability of an RSA to help guide people through that process. But think about this. What could you do to make your store more interesting so that there's a bridge between people's ability, you know, people's want to know new, different, unique, what's out there, what's cool, and the need that they have to get a better night's sleep in a, in a new mattress. Gadgets are cool. Uh, you know, a display wall with all the sleep tech. I remember, I remember walking in the, we call it the basement, but I was at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, yep. and this is the biggest of the big. The, all the major brands, Sony and Intel and all this stuff, but there's a place called the basement where you have like these startups that are kind of pitching people that walk by, and there were these two guys having a genuine argument. Like they, I thought they were going to throw down and they both had these, these like weird little wiry headsets up on their heads and they, they were both mind reading devices <laughs> there. But, and I'm like, come what on the? now. No. And so they were mad at each other because the other guy knocked the other guy off and like they're, ha- they're having it out right there in the, in the basement of CES. But I looked at that and I thought, that's interesting. I don't know what that thing is on their head, but it's interesting. So That's the thing about people. If it's if it's different, if it's unexpected, it gives them a chance to create interest and buzz, and then you can bridge that over to the stuff that matters. I agree. And so take that a little bit further, like real application of it for a retailer. Here's an ad for a mattress store. Dos Marcos mattress store. Come on down. We've got beds that feel so incredible. Englander and Spink and Company. You're not going to believe it. They're made with the best materials ever. Uh, and uh, and and they're endorsed by uh, everyone that sleeps on them. You're not going to believe it. you got to come feel them. And by the way, we have a new device that you can wear on your wrist that will literally lower your body temperature and get you to sleep better. But you got to come experience that to really appreciate it. Come That's on right. It goes right on your wrist. It lowers your body temperature. How does that work? You and come in and check it's it out. on sale right now for 20% off along with the rest of our beds. So come on down to Dos Marcos Sleep Shop. <laughs> okay. A little carried away. Got Doc, a little monster truck route. DosMarcosSleepShop.com. I was trying to get the last word in. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you so, and I just keep coming up on screen. Right. Do, do, hold on. Dot com. <laughs> so anyway, you with me though? Like yeah. if you say that, then all of a sudden, is that me or you? We know who it is. It's me. All right. Last time it was you for the record. 
But no, you, you see what I'm saying? It's like, um, my gosh, a, a, a wrist device that helps lower your body temperature and helps you sleep. That's pretty freaking cool. I'm I mean, in. I'm going. There's an old video of me. I was at the Sleep Tech Summit, which National Sleep Foundation had, but it was a couple years ago. And at the Sleep Tech Summit, I did this video. And this guy had this, this it was they looked like goggles or like glasses, but they kind of wrapped around. And you put them on your face and they had this green glow. So it made your face and your eyes glow. Can you imagine going on TV and being like, this device that I have at my sleep shop is designed to, you know, put these rays of light in your face and then it helps you sleep. It's just interest. It's intrigue. Now, obviously you want to get products that work as well, but use the new technology to get people into the conversation and thinking about it. So let me hit you with a couple of the semifinalists at the National Sleep Foundation Expo, right? And so then as a retailer, and then we need to talk about how, because some of these guys that um, I'm going to bring up to you, you can literally reach out and contact them. You can bring their stuff into your store and call them and say, hey, look, I want a dropship program. I'll take a sample. I'll sell it. I'll link to it. Give me an affiliate link. And I won't carry inventory because I'm not into that. I don't want to get a bunch of that stuff. I'll bring it in. We'll drop ship it, but I'll give me an affiliate link, right? There's ways to do business. Okay, you ready for this? So one was the guys reached out to me on LinkedIn, Deep Sleep, D with a long mark over the E. What do you call that? Is it a, a, it's not a schwa. It's um, a something. Anyway, D-E-P, it's a long e, but you yeah. pronounce it deep. Deep So the sleep. long E, right? And uh, they had a sleep hoodie, right? So it was a hood with a mask sewn into it so you could block out light. So cool jammies, different, functional, great for traveling. But mm-hmm. I guarantee you, no, not many people are carrying that. So that was one thing. Here's another one. Um... Let's and see. by the way, as he looks at that, yeah. if you go to dosmarcospodcast.com and you go to this episode, I'll put all these links yes. so you can go find some cool stuff. And tell him Dos Marcos sent you because yeah. we did some Facebook stuff. We wanted we want him to know that we're helping him out. Tell him your favorite Mark sent you. Yeah. Tell him which one too. Okay. <laughs> um, so the sleep phones effect. I thought these were really cool. So if like I wake up at three in the morning and my wife is sleeping, I want to listen to like a meditation app. Uh, and, and like breathing stuff and it helps me like get back into sleep um, but you can't put earbuds in because if you're laying on a pillow it hurts your ear and you don't want to fall asleep with those things in so these things these sleep phones it's like a headband yeah right who do you think of when you think of headbands I think of Olivia Newton-John circa 1978 Greece well done Kinsley you? it's almost as <laughs> if you looked up the release date of Greece prior to this podcast. I'm very I, all I got to say is this. You better shape up. <laughs> you better understand. Because I need some sleep. Because I need a man. All right. So. Well, I wasn't going to say that. Well, okay. All right. My fault. Well, that was the next line. You set me up. I that's, know. I know. You really walked cool. right into that. That's terrible. Uh, chili pad, Todd Youngblood was there. So, de-re- so bringing your body temperature down, right? And he's been around for a while, but really cool stuff. Then you've got someone like, uh, let's see, Ember Wave. This is E-M-B-R Wave. Uh, Sam Shames was there. It's a wrist device. That's the one I was telling you about that actually helps you sleep cooler. Then you get some really, really cool stuff in the, in the kids' space. Um, with, you know, little um, monitors for infants. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is that? I got to So they can monitor their parents? Nanit, N-A-N-I-T. And hell no, you don't want to be monitoring parents. And no, that, is it the, the, the infant can monitor the parents? No, other way. See, mom and... <laughs> uh, no. We should invent the reverse Kids monitor. Like, stop, that is terrible. Uh, Nanit, you damage children, you start doing that. Um, Nanit Plus, a really cool baby monitor. But there's a lot of stuff. The whole point is... 
And I'll tell you the impact it had on me. I didn't realize there was so much cool sleep tech in the industry until that event, and I felt a little foolish. I did. I, I, I feel like we should know that stuff. But you know, it's, there's some really cool stuff out there. Though. Yeah, and, and if anybody has like cool devices, if they have sleep technology they're carrying in their store, like if you're doing what we're talking about, please share that with us Heck and let yeah. us know what works, how you're taking people through that sales presentation, um, what are you know what are the devices that you're buying and merchandising. You know, you, I even think about Ford. I mean, did you see this video of Ford? They were trying to promote their lane change yes. technology or their lane change limitation technology. And they built a bed as a way of demonstrating and explaining it. And like, if your partner got too close to your side, it was like the lane change thing kicked in and put them back on their side. It's kind of a cool way of thinking about it. But although somebody posted in the comments are like, yeah, clearly Ford's thinking about beds. Number one and cars. Number two. <laughs> Yeah, well, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mostly given their stock prices lately. But uh, Tom Pavlak with Poco Labs, I brought him up either this podcast or the one right before it. Poco Labs guy, he's the one who actually sent me that Ford link. So uh, props to you, Tom. Thanks again. Yeah. Okay, you ready? Number three. So we're, we're trying to tell you not only why to do it, but how to do it on each one of these bullets. The final one, Kinsley. Number three, increase ticket. Go. Increasing tickets. So you have less foot traffic than you used to have. This is a common complaint among go. retailers. So for every person that comes into the store, you have to maximize that value. To maximize that value, I truly believe you have to do the first thing we talked about, which is serve customers. And one way to serve them is to help them figure out everything in that ecosystem, that sleek ecosystem to help them get better sleep. But you do need to maximize that opportunity. So how do you do it? Sheets. You show the adjustable bed, you get them a pillow, you obviously get them a good mattress and make sure it's one that's high quality, it's gonna last them a long time. But what else can you put in that basket of goods that's gonna allow you to increase that ticket? The sleep tech that we're talking about. So I'm gonna push on this one a little bit though and, and, and get your thoughts. And by the way, TJ, thank you for watching again. TJ says microclimate, right? Yeah, so that's a great way sheets, of thinking about comforters, it. So it's sheets, comforters, pads, I agree with him. Pillows, all of it, it is the microclimate. Okay, it is sorry, microclimate, it's all those things in that, in that environment. Um, but when you think, so if a retailer is going to bring in a new SKU of any type, sure, you can start small and bring in the headband you talked about or the wrist device. But at that point, as soon as you bring something onto your floor, you need to train your salespeople. So with every new thing you bring into a store, there is an investment that you have to make. So how do you think about increasing those tickets whenever you you're not sure if this new tech is going to work like how would you navigate that you know w wouldn't it be kind of cool if you had um new sleep device of the month right so you could literally post it on facebook it's like a jelly of the month club why not and so you say sleep tech of the month you bring it in you put it on your facebook page traffic generator people are like wow never thought of that and then they can come into your store. You don't have to have, like you have one per store, right? Mm -hmm. You work a deal out with the guy who owns the company uh, and you get a sample per store and you let people come in. And if it sells, then you bring it in, right? And then it gives you a chance to test it, test market it. And it gives you a chance to create traffic and it helps that inventor, that startup, have a, a chance to uh, distribute. So it's really kind of a cool way to collaborate on 
improving sleep for your consumer. Well, we talk a lot about creating good social content. Yes. You're always going to be looking for ways that you can connect with consumers, especially in the social space. What a great way of doing it. If you had a whole, like if you became the sleep tech gadget guy or gal in your marketplace and you're just doing tons of videos about you having fun with these devices and of course highlight the ones you carry, but maybe try a few outliers as well. So I got something for you. Uh, we, we've done that a little bit too. We have, yeah. But what if, what if you had... What if you had the, the sleep headband as an example and you get someone in your company that's had an issue that maybe this would help? Wouldn't it be cool to have your own employee do it, try it and do a review on your Facebook page, right? Review videos are huge. So bring something new and, and let your employee or you uh, do a review on it and then bring the consumer in that way. That's another, it's creating content and it's, it's, uh, it's bringing them in to try it for themselves. I've long been a fan of thinking about how you can turn your RSAs into online sellers. And I know like there may be different ways of going about it. Not everybody wants to be on camera, you know, but there are so many things you can do during that downtime that an RSA typically has in a store to create content and to create, you know, these, you're just laying down this breadcrumb trail that's going to come back to you at some point with uh, all these deposits you make online. So consumers can find you, they can trust you. You know, I, I may have talked about this before in the past, but I'm like, I was outside of this, um, I was getting some Chinese food and I saw this Brazilian jujitsu gym next door. And I'm like, man, that's an intimidating environment for people. Like if you were to, if not you were me really, yeah, not, not, uh, I'm really all Mark about Quinn. the jujitsu, but if you like are the normal person and you're not, you know, not ripped, athletic, not, not UFC fighter, yeah, UFC edition, ready. Like I am right. You look at that and you're like, that's pretty intimidating. But if I saw that gym owner come online, you know, once a week and he was like, hey, you know, whenever you walk into this environment, it can be pretty intimidating. But here's what's going to happen. You're going to come say hi to me and then I'm going to take you through getting set up with your gear. Yeah. We've got a person that's just going to show you moves for the first week. You're not going to engage in any type of, you know, and and over time, if I saw that person consistently, I'm going to trust that person and then I'm going to be more likely to come in there and try that sport. We're in a similar situation. It's intimidating. It's a major purchase. If you don't have somebody you trust, you're going to be more hesitant to come into that store. You just got to be in front of people. If, if you, through that, convince me that you care about me and you're recognizing that that might be a cause for some anxiety, that might be a barrier for people coming in. Uh, I would love that. And I would come see that gym. Uh, and I think workout facilities, gyms in general, don't probably do a good enough job of that. And they could just to, hey, look, man, we're not, you know, look, this is, here's, here's, here's the deal. If you're in our gym, we love you. We want you to um, uh, be in here to, to better yourself. We look at everyone in our gym as trying to do better. And not just the trainers, we're all going to support you while you're here. Because that's what yeah. we're about. And I know a lot of cross-training. You do cross-training. That's a lot of the cross-training culture, is it not? Crossfit. Cross. <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> it's obvious I'm not a cross-fitter. Is that the right word? Is that what you guys call yourselves? Cross-fitters? Um, you know, I don't even know. All right. So anyway. A crossfit uh, athlete, maybe? Cross. Uh, let's sure make yourself that much know. more important. Come on, man. <laughs> Anyway, you crossfitters, cross trainers, <laughs> you cross trainers uh, over here, cross dressers uh, <laughs> need to understand. So back it to it was one time, okay? One time, <laughs> Halloween. It was Halloween. <laughs> um, okay, last thing on this though: market basket. Stop looking at your. So you said it earlier. 
you can sell, you can spend more money for acquisition, which is very expensive, or you can close better deals, bigger tickets with the traffic you already have. And so think about the basket in totality, not just you know selling them the bed. Obviously, it's the add-ons, and this stuff can make you cooler, more interesting, and you can serve your consumer in a much more relevant way. I like it. That puts a bow on it. So tell, tell us, uh, go to facebook.com forward slash Dos Marcos podcast. If you're incorporating sleep tech into your retail environment, we want to hear about it. We want to hear some success stories. Don't be afraid also just to share with, with our community what you know what's going on with you. We want to help people out. No doubt. So yeah, if you have a weird headband or if you have a you know a wrist device or some sort of diagnostic system, that's all that's all good stuff. And if you're a cross trainer. And if you do cross training, then we want you to we want you to get the your new. get your jazzercise episodes out and you know your leg weights and let's go do some stuff. You know, the the second best song ever to the get hybrid rap you're about to hear is Let's Get Physical. Olivia Newton John. Let's run with that one. You can bounce on it. Oh, oh. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool. And I'm hot like a heater. Bounce by the ounce. Now, now we, we got, got it by the leader. Well, you take a spring and you wrap it up right. You can sleep so smooth or bounce all night. Yeah. Put two together, get a whole lot more. Get the feel of the comfort core. You can bounce on it. Lay back, you don't have to practice. The best thing to happen to your mattress. Get together to do it like I did. Everybody get high. If you want somebody to get in your vicinity, you probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity. Foam alone, out of five, maybe one star. Springs and foam, we're taking care of that lumbar. Mad back support, the best way to shack up or just get rest that won't mess your back up. Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist or a mullet. Party in the back of the business. Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus. The ultimate hybrid. Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hybrid Listen, doesn't matter if your kitchen is charming When your bedroom's the most important part of the apartment What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl want to chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no! You need springs and foam Cause if that bowling ball don't bounce You'll be sleeping alone And if the bed don't react Then you can't get low We got that type of bounce That won't spill your Merlot So stick with us and you'll get rewarded Cause I'm so gentle And I'm so supportive is where the magic is. And we just killed a song about mattresses. mattresses.